Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome back to the Ransomed Heart podcast. We are excerpting a Q&A session that took place at a recent men's event because from time to time, we just feel that, wow, that session was great or that material was so good. Let's make it available to those who weren't able to attend the live event. And so we're going to continue to excerpt this Q&A session from a recent men's advanced. Another thought? Another direction? Yeah. Uh, Bart mentioned a little bit about marriages and stuff. And mm-hmm. the question I have is um, that you guys would maybe speak to is as we walk through this in our own lives and we understand agreements and start understanding really a lot of the stuff that that we're learning, how do we take that back to our spouses mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. have and have maybe a reluctance to go, mm-hmm. um, to, to live it out in the lifestyle, bring it into the home, into the relationship with the wife? I'm going to reframe the question just a tag. It's a really good one. He's basically asking, how do we bring this into our marriages? How do we help our spouses um, track with us in this? And if maybe even if they've never been to a captivating or had the opportunity that we've had, you know, how do we, how do we get together on this and really bring this into our homes? And the, the question I want to ask is, what has been the most helpful thing that you've done to bring your wife along? Um, I would say... Um, because I, I, I really struck out on this in the early day years because my wife didn't want to come along in this, and I tried to put her in a headlock and bring her along. <laughs> it doesn't work. doesn't work. So I, I think you, you kind of answered your own question when you said live it because you have to live it and let them see the change in you. And, and when she saw the change in me over a period of time, that's when she says... I think I want that. And that was the rescue of her heart for me, as having the patience. And, you know, Jesus is a cunning warrior. And part of that is being cunning enough to know how to win your wife's heart. Because you're never going to pull her in with a headlock. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Nor does insight yeah. and understanding. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, I, I was going to say the same thing as Bart. I mean, if you ask the question, what has most yeah. brought my wife along, or it captivating, it would be what has most brought your husband along, um, it, it's living it. It's Christ in you. It's this thing not being tips and techniques and a strategy. It's the life of Christ. Um, she experiences Jesus. She wants to get closer to him. Yeah, very similarly, John. As soon as you said that, it's, it's me getting a whole heart and bringing that to her because I've tried just about everything else and it all backfires. Um, but she wants God and she wants intimacy with me. And when she sees even the humility for me to own my crap, like not even that my crap's all resolved and restored and I'm whole and strong and true, just that I'm honest about where I'm at, it's unbelievable how much she'll move towards me because it's a safe place because what she really wants is to be safe first. So I've found that even on the levels of wholeheartedness, just that honesty to bring the reality of 
my brokenness, my struggle in walking with God, and my dreams of walking in this message, it just fosters an intimacy that nothing else does. Okay, that was super humble, and that was really beautiful. I'm going to try it again, and I'm going to ask a different question, because I know you guys, and I know how you live. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, I want you to describe out loud how you pray for your wife. Hmm. In her presence verbally or? (laughs) Both. (laughs) Because they're honest. I I, I mean, it's like, it's true. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. Um, Of course it is. Yeah. It better be. Um, Out of her presence, um, it's the most animated prayers I pray. Because I experienced firsthand through her the assault of the enemy against her. I feel her agreements. I love her glory, her beauty, her passion. Um, I celebrate that verbally with her, but but um, I see, like um, few others, um, the enemy's assault. I see her brokenness, the woundedness, its fruit. I feel it. And so there's a warfare. That, that's probably where I'm the most... Um, Vigilant and demonstrative is praying for my wife, just going after the enemy fiercely with the authority of Christ. In her presence, um, my prayers are, um, while there's a warfare element, I'm, I'm just, so much of my prayers are blessing her, thanking God for her, and, and bearing what I know she's carrying, the burdens that she's carrying, lifting those up. And then um, listening to Christ and speaking the words I hear from him to her. Morgan, what do your prayers for Sherry sound like? Um, Similarly to Craig, they're very different with her than when I'm not with her. Um, And I, I have to confess, the early years of our marriage, I think, as I look back, many of my prayers were motivated out of my false self that they really sounded like they were for her, but they were actually to make my life yeah. better. I mean, yeah, sure. honestly. Right. And I yeah. really thought it was right. my heart towards her and help her right. figure this out and get right. this going, you know, and her calling. But it was all in, to serve my story. Yeah. And it was flowing out of a false self. Mm-hmm. And I think they shifted very, uh, very much because now my prayers for her cost me a lot more. They cost me more time. They cost me more. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it other than um, it just costs a great deal right. of laying down right. even my calling right. on some levels of sacrifice right. um, to be united and help her flourish. So that's one shift. And then the other is in, in her presence, I would say it's probably the most opposed piece of prayer in, in my entire yeah. life of anything. It's like, as soon as I move towards her, it just gets like fuzzy and, and messy. weak and messy. And, and so there was a season where I didn't pray in her presence consistently. <clears throat> and then in her presence, I just learned, ignore all that and just pray. I just learned, don't, don't even react to how I'm feeling because I know what's true. And now my prayers with her, we've moved, um, we've moved through a very hard season to a really good season in this year um, now, and they're very mission-centered where we're, we're allies, and mm. we're praying on behalf of 
neighbors and kids in um, our kids' school. And I feel like we're united in mm. heart towards this common mission, mm. but long fought. Mm-hmm. And, and there's set, huge setbacks, but mm-hmm. that's kind of my journey. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's kind of like hearing from God. I struck out on this one a lot. Um, I, have, um, I have tried to manipulate her with prayer. Um, and I think that goes to Morgan's point about that's about me and it's not about her. Mm-hmm. But I think, Morgan, you said another point there that, that I have found very, very true. It's one of the hardest things to pray for her, um, especially when she comes to me and says, hey, I'm having a bad day. I want it. But I'll have to say that the, the times that I do break through that and really do pray for her, and she loves it when I take the sword out and start hacking away at, at what she's having a, a hard day with. That's a hard thing for me to do. And I don't know what the barrier is there. But other than, you know, in the spiritual realm of what that is. But when I do that, oh my gosh, it's, there's really a lot of breakthrough in our relationship mm-hmm. for that. Um, and there's an intimate side that, that she loves to pray. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we pray before we make love. And part of that's probably manipulative on my part, too. <laughs> <laughs> For great sex. <laughs> Here, here's why I tried those two angles, because this may be one of the most important questions asked at the, at the weekend. And the reason is this. How do I bring my wife along? The answer is when she gets a taste of life, when she gets a taste of God, when she gets a taste of freedom, are you kidding me? This is not going to be difficult. Who doesn't want that, right? And so your, your ability to fight for her in order for her to experience life, love, freedom, intimacy, mm-hmm. I know you do this. Mm-hmm. I've watched you do it, right? And they taste that. <laughs> like Craig said, I mean, that was the brilliant thing when he said, not through insight. Not through fine-sounding arguments, right? Right. That's not how this is done. You give them a taste of life, a taste of love, a taste of freedom. <laughs> this isn't going to take persuasion, okay? And so that's why I asked, how do they pray for their wives? Okay, because that works. And the more she tastes it, the more she's going to want it. And right. then you have the, the lovely comparison of what she's experiencing in this versus what she's known in different church settings, it's a no-brainer. It will not be hard, okay? It will not be hard. Hope you've enjoyed listening to the excerpt of the Q&A. As always, we invite you to come by our website for more, more teaching, our blogs, our video podcast, conferences, resources, the whole world of life to be had in God. So come and join us at RansomedHeart.com.